Let's go season two. Okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to On Water Podcast season two. I am your host, Jin, and we are back for another season, which is crazy. I feel like the pilot was on. No, you know what? The Lord worked. I, I, for some reason, I just love to do self-deprecating comments, which is not good. Um, I, I honestly, season one, episode one was, uh, so much on a whim and so much like, okay, you know what? Let's just start this. Let's just do this and, and just jump into it, jump into the, the water with the Lord and let's see what happens. And, uh, now it, we're in season two. Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> Ew, I just, I always feel so weird. Just, I, I don't, I feel like a lot of times I, I've tried, I've initiated so many things in my life. Like I've tried to do so many different things. Like I've done a blog and I've done YouTube and I've done a lot of things and nothing really stuck. Nothing really felt, yes, this is what I want to keep doing, but the podcast just, I don't know. Ew. <laughs> well, very professional. Very professional. It's okay. Um, well, I wanted to start season two off just with like a little update because I we haven't actually filmed since, I don't know, November? Yeah, yeah November of 2023. We haven't filmed in a while. Um, and that is because we took a month break in December. And um, it was a really good break. It was a really, really, really... Um, soul life giving uh time and um it genuinely and, and I'm, I'm i want to start with the trip to montreal that we took mm. that me and jamie took uh we went to montreal for a conference uh held in montreal uh by esther esther was the host and the creator of the etch conference uh and uh it was in the beginning of december so it was so crazy because we were preparing to go to Montreal. We had everything set up. And then a week before I we had to leave, I got COVID. <laughs> I, got, I got COVID and it was the most like, uh, honestly, rather than it being like such a dreadful time, it was mostly just a nuisance because like it, it was so close to us leaving. And if I wasn't getting better, by I, I got it on the Thursday if I wasn't ready by the next Thursday then I wouldn't have been able to go but the timing was crazy perfect I got on the Thursday I was better by the Tuesday and then we were gone by the Thursday and it went beautifully um and so me and Jamie went and we met um well we took the time so we, we left for uh, Montreal on the Thursday on a Thursday morning, we took the train to Montreal from Toronto and we took the first evening to really just pray uh, and uh, be in worship and prepare our hearts for the year to come. And we took a lot of time to uh, just ask God for vision. I feel like that's the one thing that we we need to be doing when it comes to like a new season or when we know like one, one thing that's so great about the new year is that it's a perfect collective time with everyone around you to step to make a choice and to step into a new season. And 
I think in preparation for that, we really need to prepare our hearts in whatever God has in store for us. Um, and then I think everyone wants some, a new start. Everyone wants a new beginning. And I think the new year is the perfect time for that because everyone's kind of doing that. And so when we step into the new year, we can prepare our hearts and ask the Lord what he wants for us and what he wants, what he wants for us, but also what he wants for us to do in obedience. Uh, and so that was kind of my heart walking into it is God, um, how can I step into obedience into what you want into the new year? And especially, uh, I was praying for the podcast and praying for what his vision and his plan and what he wanted for the podcast, um, in season two, uh, because I'm going to be fairly honest. When I started the podcast, it was very, blind obedience <laughs> like I did not have a big plan of like oh this is what it's gonna look like this is what it's gonna be this is how, how I'm gonna do it um, this is how I'm gonna edit it I just took it step by step by step I was like okay I just need to rent equipment I just need equipment and I need it to film so I'm gonna do that and I need a camera and I need a person to help me out and I need um I need those things and all I need to do is film I didn't even think about the whole editing part or am I going to open up an Instagram account? I, all of that stuff. I didn't have a plan. I just was like, the first thing I got to do is film. And so a lot of um, working out season one, working out the first couple of episodes was just like, God, help me figure this out. And um, I'm like, let the Holy Spirit lead me and let me do, let me figure all of this podcast stuff out according to your will. And uh, I was telling Jamie on the trip that in season one, I almost every single time before I filmed with her uh, the night before, I'd be like, God, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't know what I'm supposed to be talking about. I don't know what I'm supposed to like. I, I, I truly was doing this, um, without any sort of clear steps of what I was supposed to do next. But I just did it anyways. Because that's all I would that's the only thing that I was told to do is film something and post it. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something cuz I'm going to do it and it's it ha content has to come out. And so it wasn't up to me to decide like where this was going to go or what the vision for, for the podcast was, was or what all this was, was supposed to be. It was just my duty to follow the next step that God had given me. And so, um, but the one thing, because I'm such a planner and because I'm such a perfectionist, I want things to go well and I want things to go my way. And season one was a lot of surrendering of that. A lot of surrendering of like, oh, like this is what I want for the podcast. It's a lot of letting that go because I really genuinely could not do it. I did not know. Like I, I, I would be filled with anxiety trying to control what this podcast was going to be. Um, but I, after letting a lot of that go and learning how to let that go and, and um, be obedient to whatever God had in store without knowing what he was going to actually place in front of me. God gave me vision for season two, which I am so happy <laughs> about because moving, honestly, 
Like if God told us everything that was going to happen in the future, uh, we would never obey him. We would never have faith. We would never need faith because we already know what's going on. Um, but um, he gives us vision and he gives us um, like a little, little, he gives us the secrets of his heart um, because he wants us to walk in uh, alongside him rather than just in the dark. Um, obviously, it takes a lot more faith to be in the dark, but um, but God he gives us these little nuggets and these little secrets and all these good things um, so that our faith can grow. And I feel like my faith has grown uh, because God has given me vision and and something to expect in season two. Uh, and so the first night, that's kind of what we did. Um, and when we we first started off with with worship and we know we didn't need a band. No, we didn't need a piano. No, we didn't need any of that. Uh, we just played music on Spotify. It's that easy. Uh, and I chose a few songs, Jamie chose a few songs and, and, um, we just got into worship and spent like a good, like 20 minutes just worshiping and, and, and singing praise. And it was so good. It was so good. Um, and then afterwards we got into prayer, kind of asking God, literally not even just like, God, give us vision. God, give us this, that, or the other, tell us this. It's Whatever you got for me, God, whatever you got to tell me, whatever you want me to hear, whatever you want me to receive, I have my arms open. And that's, that's kind of where we went into prayer with. And so in all of that, um, and I'm going to share with you guys kind of like this, this episode is mostly going to be me sharing whatever God has given me when it comes to vision for a season two. Um, and if you're on board with it, you can keep listening to the future episodes. If you're like, nah, I'm not on board, then like do whatever you will. But <laughs> this is kind of where we're go going moving forward. Um, and so right when I got into prayer, um, the first thing that God um, had put on my heart is repentance. Uh, not necessarily for the podcast, but like personally. <laughs> Um, I had gone through so many weeks and months, actually, even while I'm filming this podcast, uh, I've had gone through a season of just doing things on autopilot. I would do things on autopilot thinking that I am able to do things on my own. I wasn't being intentional in sitting with God and, um, and, and spending intimate time with him and, being still with him, taking my Sabbaths. Uh, I was not intentional in living life with God, but just living life, doing the things that I felt like needed to get, to get done and doing it on my own strength. And, and I noticed those things when I noticed how much, honestly, the, the first signal of me not being uh, in right relationship with the Lord is how much I journal. Like, I started, when did I start this journal? I started it October 1st, not even halfway done. Um, but in the beginning of 2023, I went between January and March in three months, I finished three journals. I had written three books, like I had written in three journals within the span of three months. And it's because I was just so reliant on spending time with God and he was giving me so much. And I was literally receiving things left, right and center. 
Like he was speaking to me like crazy. And it's because I was listening. Uh, and so every single thing that he spoke to me about, I was like, I need to write this down. I need to write this down. But then closer to the end of the year, I noticed that I was writing a lot less. I was in my secret place a lot less. I was uh, spending time with God a lot less. And so the amount of journaling that I did actually lessened. And, and so it was, this was from October to now, and I haven't even finished half. And it's a small book. My other books were a lot bigger than this. And so, and I had been ignoring it and it's because I've been, I got my Sunday services. I got my like little ones with my, my friends talking about the Lord. And I thought that was sufficient. Um, but I know what it feels like to really be in, um, close proximity and on fire for God. And I had kind of let myself, um, be complacent with where I was and, uh, I'm not trying to be like, oh, like I'm trying to go back to where things were. I'm just saying that um, my heart had kind of gone. Um, it was still uh, and and it, it wasn't living life with the Lord. And so um, in that moment in December uh, in Montreal, the first night, I was just the first like 10 minutes, I was just crying. <laughs> I was just crying because I, I couldn't, I couldn't let myself go on like that anymore. And, and, and I kept thinking like, you know what, if I just read my Bible more, if I just prayed more, I should be better. But that's not it. Those things come out of a overflow. Uh, and it's like um, the, the amount of prayers that I pray and the amount of scripture that I read is not going to cover the sin that I've committed. It is only through repentance and the blood of Jesus that is going to cover the sin that I have committed. And so the reaction to feeling the guilt of my sin should not be, oh, I need to do more, but I should submit myself more. I should repent more. I should come to God and realize that he is the one who can restore me and cleanse me and clean me and make me new and make me white as snow. And it's not nothing that I'm going to do to do that. That's going to do that. And so, uh, it was, uh, my repentance that was missing. Like the entire time that I was, um, choosing myself and choosing uh, my flesh over the Lord, uh, I kind of tried to fix it with works, but that doesn't work. <laughs> it is through repentance. And so I started off with repentance and, um, I genuinely like after the, the repentance and after the time of just submission before God, that's when I started to receive. And I'm like, this, this is what, this is what I had to do. Like, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I just had to come before him and repent before him. And that's what I needed to do. Uh, and the first thing that I received from him was, uh, a vision. Uh, it was a vision of a, a, um, you know, that story in, uh, well, it's in all the gospels, but it's the wedding and it's Jesus's first miracle. And he, uh, asks the, the servants to bring out these jugs of water and, uh, and it's like, it's like big jugs of water. 
and uh, he turns the water into wine, right? So I got the vision of a jug and uh, it was like a clay jug, like the ones that are used um, in biblical times. And, and I was like, okay, God, like I see this. Why are you <laughs> showing this to me? And, um, and I got the vision of what's inside the jug and it was a, it was dirt. There was dirt inside the jug uh, where there should have been water. And what God made clear to me was that that jug can very, very easily be mistaken as like, like a vase, uh, not, not, yes, a vase or a pot. Yes. Like a, like a, um, like a plant pot, you know, and like, but the thing is the, the, the jug was not created to be a pot. It was created to be a jug for water. That's what it was created for. It is when we forget the purpose and the reason why we've been created, we start using things the wrong way, right? And that's the same thing for us. If we start to forget the creator and we start to forget why he created us, we're going to start living our lives the wrong way. And we're going to start filling ourselves with things that are, don't belong within us. It is only when we start to remember why the purpose behind why we have been created that we are actually going to live out in the correct way that God had created us to. And I think that starts off with taking the jug that is our life and taking the crap out of it, <laughs> taking the, the dirt out of it and filling it with the water that is supposed to be inside. Um, and that honestly starts with repentance and with acknowledging who we are and what our identity is. Um, and so returning back to who we are and what our identity is, is number one, is God has created me to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And he has created me to be a vessel of, of worshiping him. He has created us to be in relationship with him and, and, and to be that temple and a temple is a place where worship happens. And so it is our duty to, to live holy and righteous and, um, and according to, to his word. Um, but thing is we continue to sin and we continue to fill ourselves with things that are not good for us because we forget and we, and we are, yeah, we forget that we have been created to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so um, that's the one thing, the uh, first thing I received. And then the second thing that I received was um, uh, a verse in 1 Samuel. So in, in 1 Samuel, the reason why Saul becomes king, and I think it's 1 Samuel 7 or something like that. Um, but the reason why Saul is made king is because the Israelites are looking around and seeing all the other nations around them have kings and they're like strong and, and rich and all that stuff. And the Israelites are jealous. They're like, Hey, we want a king. We don't want to be living with a prophet anymore. Um, we want a king. When Samuel's argument was, they already have a king, which is the Lord. You don't need anything else. You have the Lord who is your king, who is going to protect you and keep you and give you the wealth that you need. But they don't listen. And so 
they um, keep asking for uh, a king and that's how and then that's how Saul comes to be king over um, over Israel and um, God reminds me of this story uh, and in relation to the filling ourselves with things that are not good for us is reminding us the power of envy and the sin of envy that is in our lives um, and that is so easy in this world right now is we see the things like uh, so many times we are distracted from uh, actually spending time with the Lord and we are distracted by doing the will of God because we are envious of the things of this world that are not for us. We look at other people, we look at um, other, other worldly wealth. We, we look at social media. We look at the people around us. We look at other things and start to and and I'm not necessarily saying the things that we envy are the are bad things, but they are not things that are on God's heart for you. Um, but we start to look at things that are outside of what God has has given us, and we start to envy, and we start to to we start to to look at other things as more valuable as than what God can give us, and um and that's how we start to fill ourselves with things that are not for us, and so, um. Yeah, and so and so God really showed me that um, one thing that we specifically in the podcast need to talk about is envy and um, things that we covet and the things that we um, are are greedy for because we choose to look at the world as more valuable as the, as rather than the things of God, and so. That's the second thing. And the third thing um, that God had put on my heart was Titus 3. And I'm actually going to go to that right now. Yes, it says in chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. I'm going to read that again. For the grace of God has appeared... And offers salvation to all people. It gives us salvation from things. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. And to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. These then are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. This is what God has put on my heart is to encourage and to and to rebuke <laughs> to encourage and to rebuke and to to let you know that the grace of God has given you the power to say no to ungodliness. We are not subject, we are not under the authority of our flesh or the ungodliness that surrounds us. We have been given the power and the authority to say no. We just don't. <laughs> and we need to understand through the, the, the sacrifice and the salvation given to us by Christ and his sacrifice, we can say no. 
I know self-discipline and, and self-control is so hard, but we, we have to stop thinking that we are overcome by these things. We are overcome by our flesh. We are overcome by the things that are, are tempting us. We have the strength to say no because God has given us a way out. We are not held bound by the things that we do not want to do. We are given the ability to say no and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. We cannot blame what time in history we're in. There's always going to be temptations and our flesh trying to tempt us to do sinful and ungodly things. But we have been given this ability to say no. And um, and, and that's kind of what I want to encourage uh to, to all of you um, is whenever you feel defeated or when you feel like, oh, I can't, I, I tried to live a self-controlled life. I tried to, you know, be disciplined and, and live a godly life, but I just can't do it. Try not to do it on your own strength and try to understand it says the grace of God. If you continue to condemn yourself and say that you suck and that you're not good enough and that you keep failing you need to begin with the grace of God. God has so much grace for you. And he knows how hard it is for us to be self-controlled, obedient people. But it's by his grace and his blood and his ability to transform and renew you and to help you in these changes over and over and over again, no matter how many times, as long as you want to say no, he will give you the ability and power to say no. Um, and um, all of these uh, these three things, um, when it comes to the the, the water jug uh, and being cleansed and being uh, renewed and being sanctified into pushing away from the things that tempt us and en- and cause us to envy, um, unlike the Israelites, and this ability to say no and to strive after what is good. To strive after what is good. That is kind of what God had given me. And um, it worked so perfectly into, uh, one, the uh, the panel that I did when I was in Montreal. It spoke so much into what I was able to teach and, and um, speak on at the conference, which I'll talk about in a second. But it also gave me so much clear vision for what we're going to be doing in this new season. Um, and... I'll use the the panel and the Etzer conference as an example. Uh, basically, my uh, my expertise or what they wanted me to speak on uh, was addiction and sanctification uh, when it came to the Christian life, and how can how can we wrestle with uh, the the suffering of addiction, even though you are considered a Christ follower. And um, a lot of the issues came uh, uh, were surrounding the desire to not uh, succumb to our temptations and to not live by our addictions and the things that, that cause us to sin. Um, but we do it because it, it fills something for us. 
it, it does something to fill a need that we hold that God is supposed to fill. Uh, and, and how do we, do we navigate releasing and letting go of the things that are causing us to stumble? And, and how do we say no to the things that are tempting us and say yes to the things that are holy and that are righteous, that will fill that, uh, that emptiness and that hole that is within us. And so, um, when I was talking to the, the women at the conference about uh, addictions and stuff like that, mainly uh, my, my biggest takeaway that I had given was uh, that we need to be intentional uh, in the ways that we go about um, the things that tempt us. And let me explain. Um, because I gave the example of my friend who uh, was had a smoking addiction and constantly needed to smoke, and um, and how we can uh, and how she had to wrestle between understanding the grace of God, even though she stumbled and she said, "Yes, God, I'm never gonna smoke again," and still smoked. Um, how to wrestle with um, fighting against her addiction, but also to understand the grace of God. Um, and to, to do both, you know, and I think it, cause we don't want to take God's grace, uh, for granted. Um, and we want to strive after what is good, but we also have to understand that we are not perfect people and we are going to stumble. Uh, and so how do we navigate that? And I think it's, it's, it's okay to recommit to God, uh, the dedication of stopping f- like to not go to the things that, uh, that tempt us and not going towards our addictions, um, and choosing not to, choosing not to go to the worldly things that we feel are going to heal us, but go to God instead. And that's what we're aiming for. Right. Um, but it doesn't happen right away and we can't expect us to, to completely change 180 right away. Like if you ever met a new like new Christian, <laughs> they're always like, yes, like God, I want to change everything. I want to do everything. And, and, and they're like, oh, I want to commit myself to you in every single way. And I'm going to like stop doing this and stop doing this and stop participating in all these worldly things. But that's been your life. How do you expect yourself to change 180 all of a sudden? That's just not how you're just going to be upset at yourself and uh, blame yourself and it's going to be more discouraging and it's going to be very difficult um, to have hope for change if you constantly make that those big promises and not accept the grace of God. And so what we're trying to do is, is aim high. <laughs> we're always trying to aim high, uh, but also understand if you can't make it there, and know that God knows that you can't make it there. <laughs> and so um, it's about changing the little things and it's a change of heart posture. Um, and so my friend who had the smoking addiction, I, whenever she would want to, she had dedicated herself to God. She was like, God, I don't want to smoke anymore. I don't want to depend on smoking for uh, emotional or physical dependence. I don't want to do that anymore. But then every single time she wanted to smoke, she would come to me and be like, do you know, I really want to go out for a smoke right now? I really want to go out. And I would tell her, I would be like, 
okay, so you want to go out for a smoke right now and you're physically dependent on it right now. Do you understand that by going out for a smoke right now that you are disobeying God? And she said, yes. And I said, do, and do you understand that at your choice right now, um, is going against what you have promised to the Lord? And she said, yes. And I'm like, okay, let's go out. We went outside. She had a smoke Well, we prayed and then she had a smoke and every single time that we went out together. And, Cause the one thing is that she came to me for accountability, which is great. But thing is, we're not just going to leave it there before. If she wanted to have a smoke, she would not tell me go run out, have a smoke and not tell anyone and just keep doing it in shame. But the desire to change and the desire to not live this life anymore, to eventually get to a place, we're aiming high, right? To get to a place where she doesn't smoke anymore, that came with coming to accountability and praying before she even took that cigarette in her hand and asking God, God, I really, really need this smoke right now, uh, smoke right now and I, I really don't want to do it, but like my physical body, I can't hold back. And so God continue to make this feel disgusting to me continue to make it a a shameful thing for me so that I don't want to keep doing it change my heart change my heart change my heart and that was the difference is that rather than continuing to sin and shame she went to accountability and actually made and added an additional behavior to the smoking so that she can eventually stop right and um I think that's to sum it all up, what God had really put on my heart to uh, to do with season two is seek repentance and sanct- uh, to encourage uh, repentance and sanctification um, by reminding you guys what your identity is. Like that jug is like stop thinking that you are a jug that's meant for for dirt to be inside. You're meant to be filled with the water that is the Holy Spirit. And to remind you consistently, like, let this, if, if I can be anything of a vessel of, of God in creating this content, is to remind you what you've been created to be and what you have been created for. And it is not to live in constant temporary happiness by feeding your flesh, Tem- but it's eternal satisfaction through the replenishing of of the holy spirit and the overflow of the holy spirit you've been created to to live in peace and so much joy and so much happiness and and um you've been created to be loved and your identity is founded as as a son and daughter of the living god And that is the standard that we are to live by. And if we, we will not live by that standard if we don't continue to understand that that is our calling and that's what we've been created to be and to do. And also to, um, the, the Titus and the, like the, the story of the Israelites in first Samuel, they go kind of hand in hand where we need to start saying no. 
<laughs> we need to start saying no to the things that tempt us. Sin is inevitable. We are human. We will sin. We will fall. That is a no-brainer. But the one thing that we can do and that we can control is surrounding ourselves with things that tempt us or not. And so you don't lie to me. You know what tempts you. You know what causes you to sin. Don't lie to me. You know, oh, like, yes, like, oh, I, I can watch this TV show with a lot of sexual things in it. Oh, I, I, I won't masturbate. No, I'll be fine. No, I can go out with friends who are drinking and getting drunk and blackout drunk. It's fine. Like, I have so. Come on. You know, you know what tempts you. And you can say no. You can say no. You have the choice to say no. God, by God's grace. You have been given the ability to say no to ungodliness. And so it is the things that cause you to, to, to tempt you. Like the Israelites were tempted by the people. Like the Israelites could have been like, no, I'm going to focus on God as my king. And I'm not going to look at the other nations. But they kept looking. They kept looking and seeing the, the worldly good things that other nations had and kept striving after to have a king. And that caused, that caused them to live in disobedience. And look at what happened to them. Read for Samuel. It's not pretty. But if we choose to say no and subtract the things that tempt us, we will naturally live towards holiness. Now, the second thing is we, so, well, first thing is we subtract the things that cause us to sin, the temptations that we have control over being around or not. We can say no to things that tempt us. And two, we can add things that lead us towards holiness, like adding prayer, like adding scripture, um, adding these different things to our lives that will eventually allow us to do what is good, like it says in Titus. Because that is what we have been encouraged. And it says, those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. And if we look at what it, is, what it means to be good, um, we need to be able to subtract the things that are ungodly and to add the things that will encourage the self-controlled, upright, and godly lives that we want. The one thing that we are going to do in this season uh, is... To actually be intentional in living out the on-water lifestyle that we have devoted ourselves to do in season one is, like I said, it, we said, yes, God, I want to live by faith and I want to live like uh, in radical, you know, devotion to you and I want to obey you and I want to just walk in faith in whatever you have in store for me. But how do we do this? How is that going to happen? That's the question. And I think it, it starts with the little things. It's, um, we can only hear clear more. We can only hear clearly the voice of God when we don't have the distractions of all the other noises around us. And so when we are close to God, we hear him better. 
and we are we know that we are closer to God when we are godlier. It's <laughs> just how it works. And so I want this to be an encouragement uh, to to do what is good. And uh, I'm not doing this just to tell you guys what to do. I, I'm living this out. And I know you guys don't see my day to day. So it's like, yeah, you could be saying that, but like, I don't know. And that's true. Um, but I hope that like, I hope that there's some amount of trust that what I'm saying isn't just coming out of my butt. Uh, but that I understand the difficulty. I'm not just saying this because, oh, it's so easy. It's so difficult. Trust me, I'm starting 75 hard today. I'm on day one. I'm already tired. <laughs> it's already hard. I get it. And and even like saying no to things like for me, it's doing 75, 75 hard is going to make it easier because I'm going to have to say no to a lot of things. But like the, a few things that I have to say no to is, is feeding literally my flesh, like just eating whatever I want. Um, because that's the thing. This is the temple of God. This like is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so I can't just be putting whatever I want and shoving it into my pie hole. Like saying no to certain foods, um, saying no to certain hangouts, saying no to certain people, um, but also adding things that are healthy for me, eating things that are healthier for me, surrounding myself with healthier people, um, with godlier people who will encourage me. Uh, it's... It's not easy because, like I said, this has just been my life. And a choice to change is not going to just happen right away. But it's going to take effort. And um, and this is my... This is my signing of the contract now. Where it's like, uh, I might not be 180 degrees changed but I'm going to aim to go there, aim to be there. And I don't know how long it's going to take and I don't know how difficult it's going to be, but that's where the faith comes in, where it's you make a choice today and then you make small choices every every single day moving forward to aim towards where you want to be. And if that is godliness and that is self-controlled and that if that is upright and that is like the image of God, and if that is like the temple of the Holy Spirit, we have to start making little choices every single day to get there. And um, and I just want this platform to be a way of encouraging you guys to keep doing that and to keep living like that. And, um, and maybe we'll just see an, a greater army <laughs> of Christ followers just not saying no to the enemy and the ways of temptation that come to us uh, and choosing uh, to say yes to godliness and to goodness 
and striving like it's it's not a passive thing it's an active thing you're stri- it's not like oh eventually i'll just choose what is good in the future no it's like i'm actively going to make choices to do what is good and then saying no to the things that you know are not of the lord no matter how difficult that choice may be and so that is what's coming for season two I'm going to have uh, a, a lot of guests that are going to be coming in, um, but also uh, kind of digging into different things, maybe kind of um, checking you guys on things that you need to say no to and subtract from your life, uh, but also encourage you guys in ways that you can add the things uh, that are good. Like I had the the four pillars of the faith, which is scripture, uh, scripture, prayer, worship, and worship what's the other one Jamie? oh community yes uh and so and maybe going into all the different pillars and and seeing how you can uh, add that into your life in a more productive way because i think i got a, actually got a lot of questions i'm like oh like how can i read the bible more consistently or how do you do prayer or like uh, how how do i build community and like we can definitely talk about that because um, they are the pillars. And so we need to have them strong and sturdy and as the foundation uh, of how we can continue to walk in faith. So uh, that is the intro of season two. We have 10 episodes in season two and um, I'm very excited. It's going to be good. It's going to be difficult. But it's going to be good. (laughs) So I hope you guys are on board. And uh, let's do this together. 2024, baby. Let's go. Uh, Well, thank you guys for listening. And I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm so glad for where God is going to move you and do through your life. And I declare that over you. And then we'll do this together. We'll do this together. Okay. Well, that's all for today, and uh, bye.